Welcome to Sitting With My Sisters. We are three friends in three different places with three different perspectives. Bringing you a podcast to share the love, light, and goodness of Jesus Christ as we go through the recent general conference talks from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm one of your hosts, Melissa Hoy, and with me are my sisters, Kristen Lawler and Jamie Stone. Okay, welcome back to City with My Sisters. It's been a little bit since we have sat with you. We took an unplanned break. We did, we did. We couldn't uh, sit in the same area, time, virtual <laughs> setting. I guess- I was We say, never sit in the same area. I know, that's why I realized that this that excuse really wasn't gonna work for our audience, but. We just had a lot going on. Yeah. We can get our schedules coordinated. Actually, I actually couldn't find my general conference workbook to, to go. I'm like, where is that? I don't know where I put that. Anyway, so, um, but we are back to, to talk about Tested, Proved, and Polished by President Henry B. Iron. Um, and we only have a couple weeks till, till conference. One thing that I think you know, even though we haven't really dove into these conferences, talks, that's been a big theme of this general conference period was, um, you know, let me hold your hand through this because we're, we're going through a lot right now. So um, it, it makes me wonder what is going to be, what is going to be um, coming in a couple of weeks for us? Maybe let me still hold your hand because you're going through a lot. I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, so let's start it off. So we have President Irene who, who starts out with some encouragement, just like the rest of the leaders did. One of the first lines that kind of got to me a little bit and said that for some of you, this is, um, he talks about how this, he gives encouragement because of the time being difficult and uncertain. And he says that for some of you, this time is now. And he says, if not, such a time will come. I'm like, oh, Awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for that. <laughs> you know, um, and I think even for myself, you know, that time I looked at COVID and the shutdown very differently uh, when it started. Um, I actually felt like we were very blessed. Our business profited um, a ton. I felt really close um, to the Lord. And and now our business section is going to be like, it's now I'm having the opposite. Now, you know, the, the opposite is happening for myself right now. And so um, I like, um, well, I don't like it, but I'm grateful that he kind of made the idea that this is, um, that we're all, we're all going to go through something um, that we all need to be prepped up for it. This isn't just a one person deserves something or doesn't deserve something or whatever it may be and to remember the purpose of it. So so here's where we go. See, the first thing that he talks about is to remember the purpose of why we're here. The whole reason why we came to this earth was to prove ourselves that we can be able to do hard things. Um, and by doing that, our nature will change and that will become more like um, our Heavenly Father. And uh, he knew that that would require us to go through these challenges and require us to have an unshakable faith in him to get through it. And so um, hopefully through all these little trials, trials our, our testimony or our faith is just getting a little bit little, um, becoming a little bit stronger. So, 
Um, so he talks about this, this fam uh, when he was a kid and how his mom, after it rained, he would go out there and pull all the weeds and whatnot. My mom, so my parents have two and a half acres of land and what they do, like if it rains right after the rain, I can't talk to my parents. They are out in the yard working the yard. And it was really interesting um, to try to put that in context of the opportunities that my mom sees rainfall. Um, on how when it's raining, they have to do all these things to repair so that way their house doesn't get flooded. And then they, and then because of all the rain, they go and make sure that they can be able to take care of their, um, their land that they have. And I really liked how, you know, I kind of, um, I've been in, in President Iron Shoes where I've had to go and pull the weeds and there's, it takes a lot of work and it's gross. And, you know, you have to really like get the whole entire route out and, um, to have his mom's motto of that it's going to be hard because it's supposed to be hard because life is hard and just having that, to keep on working and hard and be able to keep on, um, getting everything out and taking advantage of those opportunities, um, and knowing that these are, this is what's supposed to happen. I know it's that like those words are not encouraging to me <laughs> at all. I don't know if I'm some like special little snowflake that's been pampered by family or whatever, but I just hate when it's like life's hard. It's supposed to be, I don't know what, like maybe because I've had a hard life. I'm just like, ah, that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> well, from reading his story, when he says, the harder I tried, the more I fell behind, I could not relate more to him at this moment in time. Like the past two weeks for me, I just, I don't even know where I am with my faith anymore. And I feel like I've tried really hard to find my faith again, to build my testimony up and it, I feel like it doesn't matter how hard I try, something always happens and I just end up at square one again and I'm angry all over again. And so I completely understand where he's coming from um, because a lot of the times I feel like I'm just trying so hard and I just, I keep, I keep failing. Well, I think, you know, one thing that I kind of got out of this, well, I'm trying to get out of this at least, is that, you know, he goes on to talk about the invitation that our Heavenly Father gave us to begin with to, um, that we are, we already kept our first estate. And then the second estate that we're coming to is that once we return back to him. Um, and, you know, I, I, something kind of stuck out to me a little bit more than I ever had before. Um, you know, we chose this plan and he says, those of us who accepted this plan did so because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And I never thought about the faith that we had before this life. I always figure we build that faith in this life. And you think of faith of something that you don't understand completely. And you kind of just go forth a little bit with it, you know, and, um, I don't say you have blinders on, but you, you don't know the whole picture. Um, and I think it was a little bit helpful for me to know that I, I picked faith in Christ um, 
before this life. I came with faith. Um, and I already came with something to be built on upon. And no matter, no matter how much I feel my, my faith may not be so great right now, that I started out with something. Um, and that kind of gave me just a little bit more hope um, to look at where I'm at. That makes sense. I didn't even, like reading that sentence, I guess I didn't even realize that we accepted the plan because of our faith in Jesus Christ. I was thinking we more accepted it because we knew Heavenly Father and that's what he wanted. And so we kind of just went that way. And so it gave me a different perspective of um, how much we really knew Christ in the pre-existence and how much we must have trusted and loved him. Um, if like one of the main reasons we chose that was because of our faith in him. That didn't like really sink in until reading this for some reason. Well, with that, um, you know, he goes and talk about how our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ know us and love us, and they want us to come back to him. Um, and um, they, because of the Holy Ghost who, who plays a role to be able to help us remember these things. Um, <sighs> sorry. Um, I love how the part where he says that God had the power to make things way easier. Like he can make things, he, he's a God, of, a God of miracles and he can make things super easy for us. Um, and he has in some ways, he, he's made, he makes miracles for ourselves, our lives. And, and there's stories of, of different things that he's made um, where he has, you know, put fires around everybody, you know, so that way no one can get hurt or, or heal the sick or, or bring food when, when not needed. Um, but then you have, he shows the, the, the lessons of, of Joseph Smith on how he suffered, um, so much and he was, and gosh, you're reading, um, I've read this before when he talks about how he'll never leave him and how he says that if thou shalt be cast into a pit into hands of murderers, sentence of death pass upon thee, cast into depth. If the bowels surge conspire against thee, the fierce winds of that. I mean, he goes on and on and on. And I remember reading that one time and thinking like, that's not really going to happen. That's just a thought. If that happens, like you'll never get that 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 will be for your good. Um, but I feel like probably for Joseph Smith and I'm sure times in our lives, those things actually, there is a reality that that's, that could happen. Those things could happen that the, the jaws of hell could be gaping, um, gaping at you. Um, but yet those experiences will, will be for your good. Um, and, and it's interesting how he, he tries to point that our God does it in a loving way, even though it may be hard. So that way we can be able to be spiritually, grow spiritually, the spiritual cleanliness, as he, as he says, in stature. And ideally, so that way we can be able to be with our family forever, so that we can be with the ones that we love uh, that are in our journey in, in, in those times with us, um, with us. And for those of you listening, Kristen and Melissa and I were just talking before we pressed record for this podcast, like, for me, I think one of the hardest parts about going through trials is trying to understand like how this trial is for my good and like 
trying to distinguish between a trial that's from God for our good or like trials that just happen in life because it's a part of life and how sometimes for me, it would almost be easier um, thinking that God's not putting me through a trial because I don't want to think that like somebody who loves me and cares about me wants me to go through this hard thing. I'd rather just think to myself, oh, this is just part of life. It just happens. I don't, I'm not learning anything from this. It's just something that happens in life. And so that's the hardest part of trials for me is just kind of distinguishing, like, is God giving me this trial or is it just something that is brought upon me just by living? Right. And just because the trial is happening to me, that the Lord has something for me to learn from it, but it's not a trial from him. Yeah. And I don't, I feel like they, they must not be from him because of our free agency, right? Like, wouldn't it just be a natural consequence of events or other people's choices that trials happen to us? Yeah, sometimes. But then other times I think like bizarre things happen. That's really not the fault of anyone. Just kind of like when someone gets struck by lightning, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like a one in a million chance of that happening, you know? That happened in my aunt uncle's ward and the entire family, but the baby died. Oh my gosh. They were camping and they had chairs underneath a tree and it struck them. And it was like those aluminum, you know, fold out chairs or something. They all died, but the baby. Oh my gosh. I know. Isn't that crazy? I always think about that story because I was young when they told me, because I think we were on a trip when it happened. And my uncle was in the bishopric, so he got the phone call. So the, the question is, what did that baby learn from this experience? Grow up with grandparents? I would love to know their perspective on that whole situation. Oh my gosh. If you're the baby, please message us. <laughs> I would love to hear your entire life story. <laughs> well, the next part talks about <laughs> the plan of happiness. We totally went on a little tangent there. Well, no, right. it, was just, it was just, you know, talking about these, why things happen or whatever. And, and how, how they're supposed to be for our this, good. There's this tragedy of this family being disintegrated. And yet the next paragraph literally says, well, the father's plan of happiness. <laughs> anyway, but it's it is coming like Christ becoming like Christ. Um, okay. So this is when Irene Stark starts to give me comfort. You know, Literally. there's, I did like here where it's something I've tried to ponder a little bit more about understanding Jesus. You know, Jesus to me has always been this very um, perfect being. And I'm not saying that he wasn't, that he wasn't this perfect being in our example and, and yada, yada. Um, but I love how he says that he was not exempt from his need to prove as well. He needed to do that too. He needed to do the same role that we all needed to do. Um, I wonder too much of how much, things that he needed to 
trials to go through because we've heard of some of them, but there's a pretty big gap of crisis life that we really don't know about. Um, we kind of know honestly about how, how he was kind of after he was probably tested, polished, improved, you know, um, where he was there teaching and, and not being prepared anymore. Um, and so it's kind of, um, I don't know, I, I think it's just curious idea to, to put more Christ as one of us. So that way it's more of a realistic goal that we can become like him. That makes sense. Um, so um, anyway, there's a couple other parts right here, but I think that we've like really, we'll, we'll hone in a little bit later because it like has it kind of all with our favorite quotes all there so that way we don't repeat ourselves. Um, but he kind of gives encouragement a little bit of how um, that because the savior suffered for us, he knows all of our pains and afflictions and um, how he invites us to, to come unto him. And so that way we can be able to lift our burdens. And I like how he, kind of lays out a couple different ways for us to, to do that. Um, he says that the way to come unto him is to feast upon his words, exercise faith unto repentance, choose to be baptized and confirmed by his authorized servant and keep your covenants with God. And then through that, the Holy ghost um, will be your companion and comforter and guide. And a lot of that is a lot of reminding very similar of our sacrament prayers that we have that we on a, on a, on a weekly basis, we can remind ourselves um, of those things. Um, I really liked also as well as that, um, there was a verse that, um, well, no, I don't like that verse. I kind of like that verse, Never mind. Now I'm going <laughs> to change it. Um, I, I like the thing that you said right here is, is that the greatest blessing that will come when we prove ourselves faithful to our covenants during our trials will to be changed in our natures. And I thought about a little bit about being faithful to our covenants. You know, I think about the covenants that I've made um, through my baptism, um, through in the temple, to my husband, to my children, um, and those covenants that I've made, those promises that I've made to them and as well to the Lord. Um, and, and for me, you know, I'm, I'm in a little bit of a down trial in my um, struggle, in my understanding, my, my faith and, and whatnot. Um, and it was a little bit comforting for me to, to realize that as much as I don't know how close I feel to God sometimes or now, um, or I don't understand what's going on and I don't understand why things are happening and I don't understand how I'm doing or where I'm at. Um, it was a little, it was very peaceful and hopeful me, for me to read that if I'm faithful to my covenants, then I will be able to be changed eventually my covenants are, are are very simple covenants to me um to loving those around me to to serving those to um to mourn with those that that mourn um to uh, uplift my my children to encourage my husband um those those covenants that i've that i've made have never have have I've always been faithful to those. That's that's not changed, um, and I think it was a little bit of a a little bit peaceful for me to realize that even though I feel very distant at this time personally with the Spirit, those covenants that I made are are still faithful. So I have something kind of to stand on, um, if that makes sense. Um, anyway, um, but and through that, as we do that, he sets that our hearts can be softened to love 
soften, to forgive, to invite others to come unto the Savior. And so um, it seems like that through all these trials and that we're going through and these things that he puts us through, the, the Spirit works all through us to help us in our character, um, to be able to love others around us more diligently, uh, more deeply, and more sincerely. And so, and, and that's kind of where he starts going to towards the ending of now that we have some of these things that we're going through and these tribulations that we're having now heartache there, there are for us, who else around us is going through that heartache? Um, I think that one thing that this whole year has kind of taught us, um, well, hopefully we can learn from is that we all kind of have the same goal in mind. We all want to be loved. We want to be cared for. We all want to be heard. We want to be validated. Um, we all went through a very, very hard time of having to change the way we do everything, whether it's just going to the grocery store differently, having to wear a mask, having social distance, having to learn differently online, like whatever it may be, there's, we've all had to do some kind of a drastic change as a, as a society. So we all were in one goal to be able to figure out how we can make things normal for us. Um, and so already we we're already kind of one step if we can use that as our advantage to be able to help each other um, in our time of, of needs, if, if whoever's in their time of needs. It's funny, like an example of this kind of happened today. We finally get to go back to church and be inside a building and be around members we haven't seen for a while. And I found myself talking to a few friends and my brother's fiance, her dad just passed away, which I can really relate to because my dad passed away. And as I was sitting talking to these girls, both of them had lost their dads too. And so it was just kind of crazy, the comfort. We, we looked back on the moments, you know, that our dads had passed away and it was kind of cool to see how um, these two girls understood my pain and I understood their pain and we were all able to fill for my brother's fiance too because we had all been through that trial of losing our father and so I really feel like if we can use those trials to help each other um, we kind of have a glimpse of what Christ went through because you know he used his atonement to understand what we go through. I don't remember what the rest of the talk is about. <laughs> I was like, did I say something? She's completely silent. <laughs> no, I mean, um, <laughs> I mean he I, shares about his mom. Yeah, he shares about how, like, even while Christ was suffering on the cross, like, he still looked to the other people and their needs. Like for instance, his mother, he cared about his mom. That's what stood out to me. Sorry. Yeah, no, my memory's coming. So, I got lost in your, your, your <laughs> story, Jamie. Um, you know, I thought that was really interesting actually that um, what I really loved actually about that, that yeah, in this time of need, it reminded me actually my, my grandmother, my grandmother is, is old and, and um doesn't have much energy, but she does have enough energy to, to want to always put a blanket on me and make sure I'm uncomfortable, even though it's always like 90 degrees at her house. Um, but, you know, I loved this example of Christ. You know, I think we sometimes think we have to be that 
person like for everybody and like save everybody sometimes or whatnot. Or um, I love how he saw the need of his, of his mother. And he kind of like said, okay, disciple take over here, you know, cause he couldn't physically be there. You know, he couldn't physically be um, take care of his mother anymore because he wasn't going to be there. And so it's that kind of knowing these needs of, of people and being able to kind of match them together and, and be able to help each other, each other in their time of needs and whatnot. So um, even when he was going through like one of the hardest moments of his life physically, you know, yeah, he wasn't thinking about himself and the pain and anguish he was in, he was thinking about the pain and anguish his mother was in. And it just kind of makes you think, I think sometimes we let our own trials overtake our whole life and and we don't give another thought to the person next to us and what they're going through. And sometimes it helps to look to the other person and help them because it kind of helps get us out of our own funks. All right. I guess I'll think about others. Um, I like the ending of part where he just talks about how he's grateful for the faithful members that we, that we have been, those that have buried, who've borne a lot of burdens, um, who've, you know, I, I think that a lot of people, a lot of members have had to, um, mourn with those, whether it's because they lost somebody, um, due to, due to COVID or other illnesses, um, I mean, especially this last year where it's been more difficult to physically mourn with somebody and to be able to be with them by their bedside or be with them, you know, as a crowd or whatnot, to be able to, um, we've had to really push over barriers to be able to, to come together. Um, and I think he wants to make sure he acknowledges that to make sure that we, we have been faithful. Um, we have been able to, um, help others, which has helped us being polished um, for the Lord and, and can encourage us to continue to, to hold on to that um, and go forth with it. So, so it turned out okay. It turned out all right. It wasn't too shabby of a talk, um, but we do have our quotes. We know you've missed them. Kristen, what do you start us off? Perfect. Uh, my favorite quote is, in all things, the Savior's example is our best guide. I have been thinking a lot about teaching my children and having more patience with them. And we've been struggling through some things lately. And I just keep um, in my little morning routine I have about with like intentions and affirmations and with my personal prayer, I keep um, thinking about our savior's example and how I can bring that into, to be more like him with having patience and teaching my children and teaching them about Christ. So I loved this and it kind of just reminded me to more so to look when I'm needing help with something, to look for the different things in the scriptures about our savior to see, you know, what, how he would handle something or what would he do for for my own lesson. Um, mine's kind of right after that. It says, when you wonder how much pain you can endure well, remember him. I just liked that little reminder that Christ has suffered 
everything we've been through. And sometimes we might think we're the only person in the world that is facing this, or it's too hard for us to handle or endure. Um, but Christ did it. And I know he was perfect and, you know, half, half God. <laughs> so he may have had a little more oomph than him, but he suffered those things so that we could uh, be able to uh, bear and endure our own trials and turn to him in those times and get strength from him. All right, mine is right after that. He may not remove the burden, but he will give you strength, comfort, and hope. Um, and I think that's just the idea of it. If the burden's there for a purpose, but he's not leaving you alone while at it. So um, join us on our Instagram. We're going to be posting again. We haven't posted in a while, uh, but we'll be posting our, our quotes and definitely leave us your testimonies of what things that you've helped be polish yourselves and help you be able to feel strengthened in the Lord. Share us how that's happened for you and your testimonies. It will definitely uplift um, others. It will definitely uplift me. Um, and we will see you next time on Sitting With My Sisters. Adios. Bye.